Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. We are talking to Professor Crane Sodian, who's the CEO of the HSRC. We're talking about the archives as a means of understanding the relationship between social science disciplines, the institutions, and the idea of Pretoria, the capital of South Africa. Archives show that this relationship shows how the bureaucratic minds meet the academic mind to facilitate the emergence of a Praetorian sensibility, a sensibility of standing in God of power. We're in conversation with the CEO, as I've said, who will be delivering a lecture at the commemoration of the HSRC's 50th anniversary. Some of the questions that this lecture will address include, but not limited to, how do we how, how do new ideas created within and outside institutions increase resistance to dominance? And how does such resistance lead to new power relationships? And ultimately, how do these impact society? Quite a mouthful, but certainly going to be delineated and expanded and made easier and more accessible by Professor Crane Sodian. Good evening, Professor. Thank you very much for having me, Sungeza. Thoroughly appreciate Please help me with your pronunciation of surname especially. Sodian. So, Dean, thank you so much. Professor yeah. So, Dean. Sure. Let's have a discussion. The significance of archives in preserving our history and strengthening, essentially, our democracy. Okay. So, um, this is a, a really important event tomorrow. So, um, we're marking the 50th anniversary of the HSRC, the 90th anniversary of its predecessor, the National Bureau of Education and Social Research, and the 100th anniversary of the... Uh, Humanities faculty uh, here at Pretoria. Uh, and the uh, reason why all of this is uh, coming together uh, is to try and understand uh, uh, what the contribution has been of these institutions to uh, our disciplines, the disciplines of sociology, psychology, uh, political science, history, uh, uh, the broad humanities, uh, and so on. So the way in which I've uh, try to make sense of this is to go back and to read a little bit uh, into the records of, 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 of these uh, institutions to try and tell a story of what South Africa uh, and the South African Academy uh, is all about over this 100-year period. Oh, and let me also just say that the lecture tomorrow is also the annual uh, Academy of South Africa, uh, uh, Academy of Science of South Africa uh, annual humanities lecture. So it's so it's a really big thing for all of us, Sangeza. It certainly would be, and I think I'm really interested in, you know, you mentioned the word humanities, and it just took me to the university setup. And for the most part, in the changing economic spaces that we are now entering into and the advent of the fourth industrial revolution, somewhat to digress, the humanities don't seem to enjoy the kind of relevance and importance that especially in these changing times, when societies move dramatically towards one generation to another, from one um, revolution to the other, how then humanities play a critical role in the definition of these new societies, which in the context of, for instance, the education system, a lot of emphasis is placed on STEM, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, yeah. which, as my reading tells me, is not nearly as important as getting to grips with the core, which is humanities, social sciences, the psychology yeah. 
of it all. Can you establish the importance of the humanities? Because you're a human sciences research council. Give us a sense as to why humanities as a discipline and for society is important before the stems of the world, if you like, can then enjoy a prominence. Well, it's through the humanities, first of all, that we can begin to find the language, the terms, uh, the frameworks uh, to understand why human beings are as they are. Uh, And so um, these are the disciplines, if you like, of the mind, of human behavior, uh, why people uh, persist in uh, holding on to particular kinds of ways of life, uh, their traditions. Uh, and so on. So if you don't have an understanding of all of that, if you don't have an understanding of how significant a field like sociology uh, is, uh, you leave yourself to the susceptibility, if you like, and you raise this question about science and and technology and so on, you you, you leave yourself to the susceptibility of thinking that life uh, moves by itself, you know, that we could bring in machines in, that machines could direct us in all kinds of um, ways, could make uh, our lives easier, and so on. And uh, we don't come to terms with the complexity of who we are as human beings. Uh, and uh, in our relationship uh, with this technology, uh, it's important for one as a sociologist to say that there are also values. Uh, that that technology is not a, a value-free uh, uh, kind of relationship in which to find ourselves in uh, with uh, with all of these wonderful things that are going on around around us, uh, and it's important for us to be able to establish what it is that we would like out of our relationship with these things. If we don't then the people behind these machines are simply going to direct us. They're going to uh, push us in ways that um, we uh, don't properly understand, that uh, we are vulnerable to, and often in very antisocial kinds of ways. And so there's a very antisocial danger in a lot of the technology that is around us. It's antisocial. It's not about helping people to live together, to live in a sense of, codependence, uh, of mutuality, of solidarity with each other, it leads people to think that they can manage by themselves. Give a person this machine, and I think I don't need anybody. You know, and so the, the humanities are really crucial in trying to help us understand just what our, uh, our, our real uh, uh, important connection is to each other and, and why it is that you know, we shouldn't be seduced by uh, this new space of technology, as important as it is. I'm not saying it's not important, as important as it is. Seduction um, is pretty strong, Prof, because when you talk about technology and how it can advance society and in terms of how it can make so many things so much more accessible at half the price in half the time, it becomes a trapping which is very attractive. But all of that comes, obviously, at an expense, and I'm just worried about the tension, if you will, that you are sort of touching on that I really want you to expand on, the social value aspects versus the tension that is created by technology. For instance, you'll find people on their phones in a train as opposed to reading a book or engaging each other about the issues that affect and affect 
society in that particular period and hour. Like, for instance, we've yeah. had a discussion about how South Africans should handle their situation with foreigners, for instance. Let, let's yeah. talk about this tension. Let's talk about how there's this shift from the basic principles of Ubuntu, which is the collective value yeah. system, towards what technology is driving us more and more to do, to be individualized. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and that is the question. It is this individualistic thing which uh, this relationship with with technology, I think, uh, tends to uh, uh, induce uh, in ourselves. You know, it, it 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 produces this this isolation, this sense that I don't need you know people around me. You know, uh, that I can do without uh, the encumbrances of the politeness of being civil, of being. Um, uh, respectful to other people. I don't need all of that. Uh, and that's the danger. So, uh, of course, it, it makes our lives easier in, in wonderful kinds of ways. But we are, are needing to learn, and this is the, 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 the critical thing, what the ethics of being a human might be in this new techno- technological age. What's the ethics of all of that? You know, uh, and how do we begin to define what those, uh, what those ethics are? Now, we're not being taught that, and we're making it up almost as we go. And so you'll have people say to you, get off your cell phone. Um, uh, uh, and um, they're being irritated because they uh, are, are, are seeing you uh, ignoring things that are going on around you. And that's the correct instinct, but they need to be telling us what it is that you're missing, you know, uh, what, what's being lost in that preoccupation with yourself, uh, with this technology. And, 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 and we need to find, I think, Songhezo, you know, we need to find ways of helping our young people come to a sense of, call it balance, if you like, about how to be managing themselves uh, in these new technological times. Because it's not going to go away. And this sure. technology is now with us. You know, technology but we've got to be learning us. how to, to live uh, in and, and with all of this stuff. Okay, Professor Dean, let me ask you to please stay on the line. We're going to take the news break at 21 hours, after which we will revert to this conversation, especially because I think you've touched on some issues which I think will dovetail beautifully with the lecture that we have to talk about tomorrow. Please stay tuned, South Africans. We're in conversation with, with Professor Crane So Dean, who's the CEO at the Human Sciences Research Council. Of course, there's the 100th anniversary that is being celebrated of the Humanities Faculty at the University of Pretoria, but also the 50th anniversary of the HSRC. It's 2059. My name is Songa Zumabeko. This is The Viewpoint. After this, it's 40 minutes to go, so please do stay tuned. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. Yeah, 2105, we're in conversation with Professor Crane Sodin, who's the CEO of the Human Sciences Research Council. Just a reminder, we're talking about the significance of archives in preserving our history and strengthening our democracy. And earlier on, we were talking about the importance of humanities in understanding who we are as a people and the tensions, or if you like, the challenges brought about the age of technology, particularly social media, in trying to continuously challenge us to continue redefining ourselves as a people and establish 
if you will, societal priorities and the tension and what are the social ethics or the values that a society ought to be defined by still, notwithstanding the changing times, is the argument that was advanced by Professor Crane, so Dean, HSRC CEO. And we continue this conversation for another five or so minutes just so that we can talk about some of the milestones and celebrations that are taking place. Before we get there, Prof, one final question. Has South Africa sufficiently documented its history does South Africa enjoy the kinds of institutions that are not only attractive, especially for young people who would not have been there at the time at which certain events in history were taking place, but the monuments, the archives, the museums, the retelling of a story, albeit from a retrospective sense? Does South Africa do that well? For instance, I ask this question against what the U.S. does. The British, the British tell a very good story. South Africans, not so much. For instance, the continued contestations of certain historical facts. Yeah, so what kind of facts are... It'll be helpful, yes, Ngezo. Well, for instance, the wars of dispossession, 1652 and immediately thereafter, there are still contestations as to what happened. When we try and understand the 100-year war, for instance, that was taking place in what is now the frontier country of the Eastern Cape, there are certain disputes. And those who have documented that history are those who were part of the odd, ominous part of that history, for instance. When you talk about the records, yeah. even the records of Codessa, yeah. they were embargoed for some 20 years. And... Yeah. Um, so that's why, for instance, some of the frustrations are manifesting in society because a lot of what we should know, we don't know. And oftentimes the frustration brews because of a lack of understanding, for whatever reason, of the reality. Things like that. I mean, I could yeah. really go into it, but I just want to keep yeah. it at this level because the minute I delve yeah. into it in deeper, you'll obviously be forced to now also dig deep and we yeah. won't have the time for that. Yeah. Yes, yes so, so, so absolutely... So there's always going to be contestation about how you tell a story. Always. Uh, so no two people are going to ever see a, a story uh, and recount it in ways that are, are, are absolutely identical. But we've got big problems here. So the, 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 the historical examples that you talk about are, are, are really textbook examples in some ways in uh, uh, coming to a sense of the difficulty of being able to get a full picture of uh, what happened. So you take a thing like the Battle of the Blood River, for example, uh, and Dingan and Petra Tiff and and and, yes. and 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 those and those people. And so the stories that we have handed uh, been handed down have been uh, one-sided, and they have been based. Uh, on the uh, uh, perspective of, uh, if you like, in, in this particular instance, uh, of, 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 of the dominant. Uh, and and, and there's, no, there's no question about that. Um, and, and so um, there's a realization, you know, right now, and it's important to go to these uh, the two monuments in our country that try uh, now and tell that story in a... In a, a, a a balanced way. So the, the one is, of course, the Thurtrika Monument here uh, uh, in, yes. in, in, in Victoria, and the yeah. other one is the Battle of Blood River Monument. Neither of those places at the moment is able to successfully deal with the complexity of, of, of the stories in front of us. Neither of them. Mm. You know, neither of them uh, 
has found the historical means to be able to uh, get to the difficulty of uh, of, of not uh, being able to uh, hear the story from the side of, of, if you like, the oppressed. You know, the people who uh, 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 the so-called losers um, in, yeah. in those battles. So you have a real difficulty. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we have, of course, uh, oral traditions, uh, which is is is, is helpful. Um, uh, but next to the weight of this written story, which is uh, in the hands of of particularly now, let's call it Afrikaans-speaking uh, people. You know, it's very mm-hmm. problematic, and so. and. Uh, and so we're, we're depending here now on, 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 on very creative people, on writers, writers of fiction, and they're beginning to help us imagine what uh, the story could have been. And, and, and that's really a great new uh, intervention, if you like, into mm. storytelling, uh, and particularly telling the story uh, of, of, of South Africa. It's not... The, it's not you you can't begin to say that that that, that, that that's the truth, but it's it, it's working on an intensive intuition about what it might, must have been like, you know, un, under those uh, kinds of circumstances. And there's some historians here now that are beginning to uh, 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 draw on fiction um, uh, and 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 to add the fiction to the ways in which uh, uh, you know we can begin to. Uh, tell the complexity of the story. But I want to just quickly, some years ago, back to, uh, you, you asked, do we have enough records? Uh, and of course, and in the last hundred and years... And institutions, yes. Do we have enough yes, of what yes, we can use yeah. to reflect on the periods? Yeah. Uh, but whether they are satisfactory is, 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 the, is the question. You know, I mean, are these people able to get at... Uh, the many sides of the story that need to be to be told, uh, and uh, um, uh, the unfortunate reality is 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 not no. Um, uh, there are many people trying, but 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 no. We we are are, are in a space here where the, the the story is the story of the victor, uh, by and large, uh, and and. Uh, um, uh, and, and until we're able to discover uh, um, other ways of, of, of being able to list out and, 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 and get to what had happened in, in the past, um, um, uh, the major sources that we have available to us, and they're there, uh, the major sources uh, are, are essentially the sources uh, um, of, 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 of the victorious. Um, uh, and for us as historians, what we do is we tend to go to those sources with a critical eye, and 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 we try and read them uh, in critical kinds of ways. We use what what's called discourse analysis. We try and and, and see how they put words together uh, to describe you know the people around them. So just to give you one example, so uh, we know very little about the uh, the, uh, the the great trek, the great trek, as they say in Afrikaans. You know, but there are diaries. There are diaries that have been collected uh, and that are available of a few of, of, of the trickers. So a really important thing that we would do is to go and read those diaries 
in critical kinds of ways. To see how they talk about other people. You know, uh, to see what descriptions they make of, 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 of other people. And, uh, you, you know, and that will give you a, a sense, a little sense of the value of what those sources are, are all about. You know, so historians uh, have to build, if you like, these techniques into reading uh, documents, reading archives, uh, reading symbols, uh, reading artifacts, reading buildings, uh, reading spaces uh, in, 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 in critical kinds of ways to see how these spaces portray and embody power. Uh, how power is, is reproduced in the ways in which those stories are, are being put together and, 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 and represented. And, and, that's, and that's, if you like, it's not first prize, but it's second prize, uh, and a way in which to, you know, to come to begin to find a, a more complex uh, a way into telling these stories. Well, it is actually first prize in the absence of an alternative. But let's just shift the focus a bit, because this is clearly not just the province of the Department of Education. In fact, I would argue the more you talk, it should be something that is within the province located at um, Arts and Culture, because Arts and Culture, together with National Library of South Africa and the Heritage Council, these are the institutions that would imaginably be a complementary partner at a public institution level anyway with yourselves. And in terms of documenting things, it's engaging with these artifacts, as you have just outlined, and creating movies and films and short documentaries and even music that will then be able to make that history so much more accessible as opposed to, for instance, reading or engaging truly the artifact as it is because, well, we're not really known as a reading nation. But, I mean, just talk to us about the value of an arts and culture type department, the National Library of South Africa and the archives that are there that can create this sort of transformation of the information that it can be more accessible. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you know, we, we're, 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 we're resource-stretched. So, I mean, right now on the news, the president was talking about the economic situation in the country. And unfortunately, in that economic situation, uh, uh, these fields, and you spoke earlier about how science and technology are being, uh, if you like, uh, emphasized. So in these economic circumstances, we're unable to give the resourcing, the support that is required to these major uh, arts, humanities, social science institutions of our country, to our libraries, to our museums, uh, to uh, our resource centers, uh, to our cultural clubs. Um, um, uh, you, you know, I went to Brazil once and uh, Sao Paulo, and it was really fantastic. In the poorest communities, uh, you have cultural centers which are, are really so uh, uh, facilitated. They have facilities and people can come there. You know, we're on the back foot entirely here. Our national library is uh, in trouble. Our archives uh, are under-resourced. You know, so um, these aren't yet in our public imagination in a way which an ordinary person on the street can think he can walk or she can walk into those places and, and be supported and, and find uh, uh, people there who will help them in, 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 in meaningful uh, kinds of ways. Uh, you know the the documentation of our archives are in uh, are, 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 are under resourced 
Uh, I'm not saying that they're in trouble, uh, you know, but there's not sufficient attention uh, being given to how we should be using uh, these opportunities to be able to advance this big project of thinking of how we tell the story of South Africa in new kinds of ways, in ways which bring out this incredible depth of our cultural history, and they and they, you know, are are, are there. And and this is the task that 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 these departments uh, have to, have to provide. Um, Let me interrupt and, you there and say we are hopelessly out of time, but thank you so much nonetheless for your contributions, Professor Crenso, Dean C of HSRC. We are certainly looking forward to the lecture that you're going to produce and the paper and the information that you're going to share with us, obviously, and then we can probably continue this conversation on another day. Professor Crenso, yeah, Thank you so much, Human Sciences Research Council CEO. Following this now is the African narrative where we ask the question, is African culture the biggest violator of women's rights and women empowerment from the Institute of Africology based in Durban, founding director, also African history educator and lecturer, Mrs. Ya Ashantawa Acha Ngidi. It's a mouthful. I'll try and get it better in the advert after this.